0: Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy!
1: Well, at this time, Pastor Kenny is going to read to us 1 John chapter 4, the entire chapter, and I believe we're going to have... Uh, the scripture up as well. So as you uh, listen to Kenny, you can also read along. This is from the English Standard Version of First John.
0: All right, First John chapter 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world, this is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister.
1: Kenny, thank you so much. Thank you. Again, that's the reading of 1 John chapter 4 as we continue through this letter um, of John the Apostle. And we uh, continue with 1 John chapter 4. Uh, today. But before we do that, I just want to revisit First John three twenty three Again, welcome people in as they join on Facebook. And uh, as they gather online, we just want to say that we love you, that we are praying for you, that if you have a need or know of someone that does, please uh, let us know. Email me directly, pastor at org. You can also contact Kenny or Any member of the LAC or leadership team, and let them know how we can certainly come alongside you, pray with you, intercede on your behalf. And I just think of the Reynolds as Brandon is sick and they had to pick him up from college as Melody Lewis. Her husband is in hospice and we just want to lift her and her family up. That's Marcy Weaver's uncle. And we just think of the others that are in desperate need of God's love, uh, his healing, his touch, his help. We just want um, to pray and to um, let them know that that we love them and that God is for us. So we go to First John chapter 3.23, as we concluded last week, and this is His command, Jesus' command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us, that we might believe in Jesus and that we might love one another. This is what God is asking of us. This is what we can do and be a part of as a church. This is what you as seemingly so far away, so distant from each other. Maybe you're watching from another state or a different time zone. And we thank you so much for making the time to join us and to be a part of what God's doing in and through us as a church family, as a body of Christ. And we want to remind you of 1 John 4.1, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Many people are telling you one thing. Many people are saying the Bible says one thing. Many people are trying to speak to your heart, speak to your feelings, and let you feel as though everything's going to be okay, which in God things will be okay, but this is a different version, different translation. Excuse me, it says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but... Test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is a reminder to us that everything you see, everything you read, you cannot believe. As Jay and I were reading the Bible together, Jay asked me a great question, and it was great because it wasn't just a quick answer. It's something that we have to study and look at, at the context, at the background, at the original language of what God is trying to say to us and how to apply it in our lives now. That personal study is just so important that we understand what God's will is for us. This is a New Living Translation of 1 John 4, one. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in this world. And you might say, well, Jeff, are you a false prophet? And I would say, I hope not. So you need to test and see what am I saying? What is Scripture revealing? What are we dealing with in this time of COVID? I was sharing uh, with my wife earlier, Bethany, that uh, I listened to a podcast and it just talked about those that were in uh, prison camps and the ones that did not survive were the ones that set a timeline. They said, um, you know, by Thanksgiving we'll be out, by Christmas we'll be out, by Easter we'll be out. And it was those that that hope be returned to them as false hope and they had nothing tangible and over time they just gave up. But it's the ones that day by day pressed into Jesus, day by day pressed into their faith, day by day hope to make it through that day that they were the ones that survived. And I would say to us that during this pandemic, during this time of COVID, during this election that is still being counted, that we would press into Jesus and that we would understand what his will is for us. We go to Romans 12. 1 through 5. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How do we figure out How to live as a living sacrifice. How do we discover what God's plan is for us? We need to test and approve his will by transforming our mind, by renewing our mind to knowing what scripture says, that when Jesus was tempted, he went to scripture. When Jesus was in a dark place, he got alone with God. When Jesus was tempted, he knew what his father was saying. Function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all of the others. How can we as Christians... Understand what His will is for us when there's so many distractions, when there's so many things that uh, Satan is trying to uh, deceive us, to trick us, to manipulate our minds, that we would just focus on Him. It is drastically important that we understand what His word says. Then Jesus said to His disciples, found in Matthew 16: Whoever wants to be must, my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. If we want to renew our minds if we want to follow jesus we have to understand what god's commanded us through his son that we need to deny ourselves and take up our cross for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life will find it in him what good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul For the Son of Man, Jesus, is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Not by works are you saved, been saved, but only through the grace of Jesus. By our faith in him, do we live? Are we propelled and compelled to go after who Jesus is, what Jesus has said and done? 1 John 4, 2 through 6. are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world. And the world listens to them, but the one that is in you is greater, is greater. We look at verse 6 of 1 John 4. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Do we listen to one another, or is it like a white noise in the background that we kind of hear, we kind of understand, but are we listening for the truth of Jesus, for the truth of God's Word, for witnessing it with our eyes, what God has done, and we are seeing and believing because we know Him, we've experienced Him. When you go through such a difficult time, do we understand that God has called us dear friends, that God has called us beloved or his dear children. This is verse 1, verse 4, verse 7, verse 11 of this chapter, 1 John 4. Jesus has called us to be the body of Christ. Jesus has called us to be the family of God. As we just read in Matthew, that God is the vine. We are uh, with Jesus. God has also commanded us to love one another. This is where relationship is over religion. This is where relationship is greater than religion. This is where in first John chapter four, verse seven, eight, 10, and 11, God says that we must love one another, that God is love, that he loved, that we have to understand that we must love people. Love is different than approval. I've shared that before. Love is not the same as saying, oh, I love you. It's okay what you do. But love holds people to the high standard of what God has called us to. A relationship allows us not to hold people, to manipulate people, to uh, drive people through Fear to have a change of behavior, but because we have a relationship, people, we could come alongside them. We could say, I disagree with how you're living, but I want to show you God's love. And I believe his spirit is so powerful and his presence is so real that it will compel you to a decision that you need to make if you're going to follow the truth of Jesus or not. This is the love that God is compelling us to, calling us to. This is the truth that God wants us to understand. This is in John 4, 7 through 10. We continue. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, but God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. That sounds a little bit familiar, yes, to John 3:16, one of the most famous verses in all of Christianity. But let's not forget what he's saying. Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Well, Jeff, what about justice? You're just saying love. True, ultimate love includes justice it includes discipline which is different than punishment we're going to look at that shortly in this chapter but we must understand that god loves us while we were still sinners christ died for us let's look at it once more a familiar verse for all of us first john i'm sorry john 316 for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe might not perish but have everlasting life First John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins, an atoning sacrifice for our sins. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life that you would not perish and we could take great joy that we have the hope of salvation, that we know the truth of Jesus, but not just to hide it for ourselves because we know that we've done what we've done in the past and if people found out they would want to cancel us, that we know what we've been a part of in our history, that if people found out they would want to discount us or remove us or not listen to us, but we know what we have done is covered by the blood, the grace, the forgiveness, the sacrifice the atoning sacrifice of Jesus. So we can enter with great joy and hope and know that Jesus says, dear friends, through the apostle John writing to us, saying that we are his children, we are his beloved. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us this is how we know that we live in him and he in us he has given us his spirit we can trust God's Spirit, we can understand that the Holy Spirit is not something to be frightened of, not something to be scared about. It's not a haunting, but it's a presence that is with us, that is speaking to our soul. The very creator of us wants to know us so desperately, so intimately in a way that we just understand that God is for us verse 14 of 1 John 4, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever loves, who lives in love in God and God in them. I want to draw our attention to verse 16, when we rely on God in the Greek, in the original language, as this was written, it means to believe. Maybe the translation you're reading, it says, to, uh, and so we know and believe the love of God, the love that God has for us. But in this translation, the New International Version, it says rely on. But in the Greek, it means the same thing, to believe, to put one's faith in. Now, I was taught, by Mr. Fleming, never to finish a sentence with a preposition, and I believe in is a preposition. So you would say to put one's faith, to put one's faith, but this is to put one's faith in. Why is that preposition there? I'm not a scholar. I don't know uh, uh, law. I just looked at study and research a little bit, but to put one's faith in. When you put your money into the bank, when you deposit it, you make a deposit, you invest it, you know that you're going to get a return. And yes, it might be a small, minimal fraction of a percentage of interest. But when we put our faith into God, when we invest into Jesus, when we make a deposit into Jesus, there's such a huge, phenomenal, incredible return on that investment, that we've done it for a reason. And so we know and rely on the love of God, the love God has for us. We put our investment, we deposit that into Jesus. We know it's going to multiply. It's going to compound. It's going to uh, just swell within us to a point that we can't keep it in, but we need to share with others Rely on the love God has for us, that God loves us, that God loves you, that God cares about what you're going through, that God cares that your spouse is in hospice, that God cares that your family is broken, that God cares that you're going through a difficult time financially, that God cares that you can't find your car keys, that God cares about whatever you're going through. We put our faith into. Jesus. We put our faith into Jesus because his love is for us. 1 John 4 17 and 18, this is how love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. Therefore, There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Love drives out all fear. Perfect love drives out fear. Perfect means mature, finished, it's complete. God's love is perfect it drives out. In the original language, what that means is to throw or to pour. It's like a pitcher being poured out. It is removing the fear that's in us. It's being poured out. It's being dumped out. It's being thrown out. Jesus wants to grab into within us that Fear that keeps us so uh, bound, that keeps us so wrapped up. God wants to take his hand through the power of his spirit, and he wants to rip that and throw that out from us. He wants to remove it and throw it that we would understand the one who fears is not made perfect in love, but Jesus wants to drive out that fear. Jesus wants to drive out that fear. As we see, fear has to do with punishment, and people say, fear the Lord. Well, it's different. God wants us to revere him. No, it's not just semantics, not just some play on words, but God wants us to hold him in such high esteem that we understand that our confidence, our hope, our trust is in him, that no matter what we can trust Jesus, there is reverence in there. We don't hold God in such high esteem because we fear, oh no, he's going to punish us. But we revere God because his love is for us. 1 John 4, 19 through 21, we love because he first loved us. Whoever claims to love God yet hates a brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God, whom they have not seen, and he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. What if you found that your spouse or your neighbor or your best friend voted differently than you? What if you found out that your neighbor, your friend, your coworker, your boss, your employee did something so Uh, devastating, that we would say based on Scripture that sin would lead them to death and hell. Could we also say that because God loved us so much, He sent His one and only Son to be our atoning sacrifice, and because we have taken advantage of that gift, we can also share that grace to others that they might also know Jesus loves them and accept his free gift of salvation. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. That's really not much different than the greatest commandment. Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. What if we began to love? As Jesus loved? What if we began to reach out and not worry about how we are perceived, but only worry about if we are obeying Jesus? What if we desired more than anything that people would see Jesus in us, not our good deeds, not our big smiles, but that people would just see that we are broken individuals. We are sinful creations that needed the forgiveness of Jesus. What if we reached out to people and they understood that we are no bigger, no better? but we are all the same, and we need God's love because God loves us who were once in sin. And even before we made that commitment to choose Him, before we chose Him, God sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our life. Let us live in such a way that people see that His sacrifice is for them and not just us. Um, I'm just so grateful to serve as pastor. I'm just so fortunate that during this time of COVID-19, with these new restrictions, with what could it mean, I mean, it very well could mean that we can't get together with anyone for Thanksgiving, that we can't see family, but we pray that God would hear our desperate cries, not for us to get what we want, but for us to be able to share His love and truth and forgiveness and grace with others, whether in the workplace or the grocery store, at the bank or at the dining room table that we would just share his love with others. Um, We thank you so much for being a part of uh, the Hygiene Pantry and donating. Again, there's 30 families that are going to receive gifts that you have given that we can be God's hands and feet and show his love in a tangible, practical way. And we thank you for that. And we just give you um, a pat on the back filled with pride for following after Jesus. May we know his love, his forgiveness, and his grace, that we might share that grace through his forgiveness with others. Jesus, we thank you so much that you love us. We thank you that your gift is for all of us, so whether we believe or whether we're questioning or whether we've denied you outrightly, that you still care about us, that you want to be the lift of our head, that you want to share with us your peace, your hope, your healing, your forgiveness, and your freedom to love you and go after you. So, Father, may we rely on you and know that your perfect love would drive out all fear we thank you for loving us let us share and show your love to others and it's in your name jesus we say thank you amen
0: if you enjoyed today's podcast make sure to subscribe to the living hope wesleyan podcast Uh, you can also see the live versions of these sermons on the living hope wesleyan church youtube channel as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at HopeForVermont.org. Thank you so much.